welcome, 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 welcome to my very, very first-ish episode. I am so excited for you guys to listen in and participate in the discussion. First of all, I want to thank everyone who's participated in this podcast and took their time to explore today's topic. Also, as an FYI, this podcast is slightly NSFW for some language. And with no further ado, stay smart, take it away. Trust. How many people in your life do you trust? Let's do a quick activity. I want you to list five people in your life that you can trust right now. Go ahead, in your head. These people must be ones that you can trust with your passwords, PIN number, internet history. Okay, I'm going to give you guys some time to think. Was that difficult? Was it really that hard coming up with five people that you can trust? Now, I want you guys to think of five people you cannot trust. Again, going to give you some time to think. How easy was that? I bet it was. I bet you can list five more people. Maybe ten more. Why, why is it so hard to find people that you can trust? Me personally, honestly, I can only think of a handful of people. I, I don't think I can even think of five myself. When I was 21, I moved out on my own. I remember I was making $10.50 an hour working retail. And I did the math on my rent, food, utilities, gas, and it barely all added up in the end. But it did, so it was enough for me to live. I lived in this um, apartment complex in Dallas for about two years. The first one, same complex, got robbed and they stole about $2,000 worth of my stuff. My TV, my computer, my Wii. <sighs> and after begging and fighting and pleading and crying, they agreed to move me to an apartment on a different location, second floor, more out in the open. Perfect. I was grateful. They didn't charge anything extra, blah, blah, blah. And when I moved out, they charged me $700 to recarpet the apartment because they found evidence of pet urine. I'm going to share something with you guys that I'm a little ashamed of. This is the first time I've ever said anything in the public airwaves like this. I'm allergic to pets. No, seriously. I'm allergic to dogs, cats, birds. And last year I found out I was allergic to horses. Everything other than fish. And I don't like fish. 
See, the apartment complex had new owners, so they were all sorting through everything that the old owners had left behind. So, okay, whatever. I understand the confusion. The manager and I were having a pretty back-and-forth conversation about trying to find out if the pet urine was from a previous owner, blah, blah, blah. They told me they were going to look into it. Awesome. Great. I trusted them. And then a week later, I get a call from collections telling me that I owed them money. I was a stupid, stupid 20-something that thought I was completely invincible and that nothing bad like this would ever happen to me. That is my best friend, Levi. I mentioned him in the last podcast. He's the reason I almost did not make this podcast, because he makes me question almost everything I do in life. And I say, I say that... <laughs> <laughs> no one loves you! No one loves not you! Not just you, not just you, but everybody. And I, you gotta, it's really hard to find those relationships. And you can build them. It's, it's particularly hard in LA, but they exist and you can build them. You can find people upon whom you can depend, but it's hard. And the first signs of trouble are usually pretty evident and they usually are a glance into what you'll see in the future. Levi and I were talking about depending on people and how I can find them in my life. Most of these professional relationships are, are like friendships first and two like-minded people who are driven. Because half these people just aren't driven. It's not their, they're, they'd rather go out and have a drink than learn, learn a trade or learn, learn a new skill or develop their, their acting ability or improv skills or stand-up or writing or, or just sitting around and talking about ideas, something that might spur the idea for a web series, the idea for a folding feature film. Most people would rather, especially in the city where failure, the failure rate is astronomically high, most people would rather avoid doing all that investing and go have a drink and just relax because it's way easier than talking about your future and working toward a better future for your career and for yourself. He's been giving me a lot to think about. Not only about my dependence on people, but also my own motivation. The more and more I start to feel like I'm the only one I can trust. So I ask him, who else? I think there, there's something to be said when people deliver, even in really small, what seem to be insignificant ways, those are generally the people that are reliable, the people who remember things you said. People, people nod up and down when you talk all day long. doesn't matter who you're talking to. They're nodding up and down like they're getting this info, they're retaining it, they're, they're interested You'll find sometimes, and I've met people that truly listen and truly are in the in the conversation with you for the relationship, not so that they seem like an interesting person or they seem like a friendly person. They seem like somebody who you can talk to. People like the idea of being that person, many people, more than they like actually being that person. 
and I found that people who remember birthdays, people that you can tell one of the funniest stories you have to them, and nine months later, they can remember most of it. Man, those people that, that, that come through even in the most insignificant ways. My One of my friends remembered my birthday this past year and drove in LA traffic, which is shitty, to my apartment, knowing I wasn't home and dropped a, a cupcake off that said happy birthday with my concierge so that it was there when I got home from class. Where does she live? She lives in Hollywood, West Hollywood. So she drove a whole 20 minutes? Not 20 minutes, depending on the time of day. But that's way more, and I know you can vouch for this, that is way more than most people would do. That's way more than most people would consider doing, unless they thought they were going to get something out of it. And you, you don't have time to waste right now. You're old. I think I'm starting to get a little jaded now. I know this was supposed to be a pep talk about me finding my own voice and that everything was going to be okay, but I can't help to feel that I'm alone and I'm the only one that I can't trust. And do you mind also if I record you while we talk about this? Are we going to do it right now? Yeah. Uh, sure. Let me get in my car, though. Okay, cool. This is my other friend, Lynette. Out of everyone in my life, Lynette's been the person that I've known the longest. She's got a more flowery attitude when it comes to the whole situation. You have to trust that they're going to do it. And I do believe in the giving people a chance, even people that you may not initially trust. There's a lot of instances where I didn't trust somebody, and then it ended up being that that was the person that actually had my back the phone, and they were the ones that spoke out for me. They were the ones that were speaking to others about my work ethic, about me being reliable, and they were the ones that then leveraged me later on into something else. And these were people that I initially did not trust. And vice versa, there were some people that I thought I could trust, and it didn't work out. It ended up being the opposite case. So I think you do have to give people a chance, but you always have to be aware. You always have to be adapting. You always have to be flexible enough to know that maybe that isn't a good partnership for X, Y, or Z reasons. And then you do have to just adapt and, you know, find another resource or another... Um, partnership or whatever that may be but I, I do think that you'd be pleasantly surprised when you do trust somebody that sometimes they are going to come through and if they don't if they don't you learn from it and you learn what you're giving me very generic advice you're a psych major no so give me the hard stuff. After my last conversation with Levi, I felt a little on edge. And any general, you're going to be okay moments wasn't going to cut it. I wanted the truth. Trust has to be developed. Which is, you know, people know that. You have to develop that trust. You have to develop that trust. I think, I think my fear, what I see sometimes happening, 
is that people are trustworthy until they're not, until something happens. But and it becomes kind of unexpected, like 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 when you're if you're ever cheated on. I'm gonna trust this person that's not gonna cheat me, um, you know, and I may not even see it coming. And now all of a sudden, bam, I found out that they cheated on me, and I'm like in shambles. And I think I think we what we as humans do, and it's natural that we do it. We once someone gains our trust our wall starts to go down. And whenever that trust is broken, we're quickly trying to rebuild that wall, but we're just we're just a mess. And we don't have a a lot of people don't have a plan B. And it kind of sucks thinking that way like why do I have to think of a plan B for uh, trusting this my partner or my boss or my coworker? You know, why can't I go in knowing that they've always done the right thing and always said the right thing to me. But, you know, you're going to come across, and you have so many times, and I have so many times, where someone that you thought you could trust breaks that. And you're just... But I think you into it with the expectation of, you know what, nobody's perfect, and I know that I'm not perfect, and I know that I'm going to screw up at some point, and I'm going to fuck up, and I might let somebody down, whoever that might be, your boss, your mom, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you know, and so when you realize that that other person is just as likely to have a fuck up, or have just a misstep, or, you know, I think that once you accept that, when they do let you down, you're like, okay, and you, you can recover, you can bounce that quicker. When you expect somebody or a business partnership or any kind of relationship to be perfect, you're going to be devastated when that person doesn't live up to it. So just know that nobody's perfect. They're probably going to let you down at some point. Does that mean you shouldn't completely trust them again? No, I think I do believe in like two or three chances. I do. That's just me, maybe. But I do believe in giving several chances. So hypothetical example. You start dating somebody, and this person is fairly well off, and they're like, you know what, I want you to quit your job, I'm going to take care of you, I want you to move in with me in my penthouse in uptown Dallas, and you're living the life, you know, brunch, blah, 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 and then one day all of a sudden they're like, you know what, I find some, I found someone else that's better. I don't think this is going to work out. You need to leave by Friday. What do you do? If they caught me completely off guard, I can't lie, I'd probably be pretty hurt. But I wouldn't, well, I'm not not the best person that'll show it. I'll be like, okay. And inside I'll be dying. <laughs> but I'll be like, okay, perfect. And I'll pack my things and I'll go because I'm just that type of person. Like, I don't like giving somebody the satisfaction of them knowing that I'm upset. Do you know where you That's, would go? Do I what? Do you know where you would go? I mean, probably home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it, it is a very if big... I have, if I have money, if I have money and I'm 
studio so I like try to get my own place or a hotel at least while I save myself the embarrassment and the shame but if not then I'll just go home and cry <laughs> but I can't tell you how many people I've seen that story happen to you keep an attitude of even if it doesn't go through even if it falls through and it doesn't work out I'm gonna be okay Great, you are going to be okay, but you've got no money yeah. and no car and no place to go. That's a risk you're taking. If you're willing to take it, then take it. And if those consequences do come through, then you're just going to have to be like, you know what, I knew that this was a possibility, and I took it. The more you know yourself and the more you trust yourself, it, like if somebody comes and goes, it doesn't really matter. You're will I think you're willing to risk more once you know yourself because you'll know how to handle a situation. You'll know how you're going to react and if you're willing to take that risk. So, I mean, if you trust that you know how you're going to react, you're probably going to make a smarter choice and a smarter decision to start with. Trust is not an easy thing to have. I'm starting to get a common thing of being flexible with being hurt and also being open to trust. I wanted to get a closer look on a more business partnership, a place where money was actually involved. Because when trust and money are put together, people's emotions tend to be a little more shall I say, colorful. I came across a friend of mine, JD. Spoiler alert, this story doesn't have a happy ending either. Well, sort of. So a buddy of my best friend, um, he started several companies and a few of them were sold and he bought, some, I don't know, it's this really long story, a kind of long history with it, but eventually he started this company and I'd always been trying to get in with him, right, as a good way to make income because he was making really, really good money. And so uh, after a few years of always kind of being in proximity and doing some random contract work for him, he called me up one day and said, hey, I think I have this position open and you'd probably be good for it if you want to come interview and check it out and see what it's like and all that. So I did. Yeah, so I worked there and I... It did the best that I could for a long time, and but I'm not the type of person that can just put my head down and work, not understanding really the vision, I guess, of what's going to happen or what I'm doing. And I didn't really, really, really truly believe in what we were doing, right? Because we were just doing stuff to literally just to make money or right? doing this, writing publications on Facebook just to get people to click on them so they would click on the ad so we would make money. And so I didn't believe in what I was writing or anything like that. I was just kind of there like what's an example of something that you wrote uh, the audience was is very um is an older very older predominantly white demographic so it was a lot of um maybe anti-black lives matter very conservative stuff that would 
spark some emotional response inside of, you know, the reader, which, of course, we targeted conservatives, and uh, they would want to share it so then more people would view it, so then more people would go to, to the website, click on the ads. It just kind of went, it was like this cycle. Wait, what? There are websites full of people who write just for money and don't believe in what they're writing about? For a list of these websites, conveniently, please visit Google.com. They were just doing it for the money, for sure. They knew how to work the algorithm. They knew how to title it so people would click on it. And we would have um, extensive meetings and talks about the types of titles that were working and things like that to get people to click. And that was the biggest thing. Uh, we would have we would make jokes about what we would write because none of us in the office, with the exception of maybe one person, actually believed what we were writing, right? We were, we were literally just maybe regurgitating a story or... Sometimes we would come up with our own original content. A lot there at the end, we would come up with our own original content. But even so, it was it always had to be weighted for this particular demographic. You know, it can never be what we actually really thought because then it wouldn't generate traffic because we don't like Donald Trump, right? And so Donald Trump generated traffic. People love people in that demographic love him, and so almost like clickbait. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And uh, it's a business and a lot of companies are in that. And there's companies that have been able to go beyond that, like BuzzFeed is an example. And they they're weighted a little bit more on the opposite political spectrum. However, they've moved past just the clickbait and they've started generating a lot of their own original content and stuff that's relatable. You know, they've started several Facebook pages that are just like stuff maybe I even genuinely enjoy because I relate to that stuff, you know, and we weren't doing that. Um, we were just in it for the money and we didn't see a bigger picture ahead or I didn't anyway. And so I just found out a lot of stuff about the guys who owned the company, owned the biggest majority of the company. And when I learned those things, I started to recognize shady uh, maybe not, maybe be too strong of a word, but just less than ideal business practices. And so I began to question those and I could tell that me questioning and me initiating conflict in that sense, it felt for me, at least it felt like it put up a red flag, you know, for them against me. So, um, the longer it went on, the worse it got, it never got better, and things just continually got worse. Maybe it was overspending or just mis- money mismanagement in general, and not being very transparent about where the money was going. Right, and we weren't—we're not a big company like Apple or Google or something like that that has reason to hide that from its employees. We were a startup. There was like 15 of us working. I ended up getting fired. Spoiler alert: I ended up being fired. Um, but at the end, the last few weeks, I—I I thought to myself, with Whatever they're doing is fine. Like, they're cutting me a paycheck. I should just put my head down and work. And so I legitimately started to do that. I tried to get better at what I did. Um, I even sought out the help of the employees that were there consistently. Like, hey, check over this. Read over this. Let me know what you think. Is there a way I can make this better? What else can I do? And I guess at the end of it, it just wasn't enough. So they pulled me in on a Monday morning, like right before the Monday morning meeting that we had every week. And let me go. If I did it again, um, 
I would, I would definitely, I would definitely have more of a backup plan than I had and take steps, take steps, understanding that this wasn't going to be that long term. Cause I think when people say, you know, I know this is just temporary. I'm going to get somewhere better in a few years. That's, it's like a few years in their head. So it's like, you know, whatever, but, um, sometimes that few years gets cut really short and when you look back you didn't do anything or do any of the stuff that you wanted to do and I had a lot of opportunity and flexibility with that job that I probably won't get anywhere else and so looking back I would have utilized that extra time or and utilized maybe the connections that I built there a little bit better um, to have some kind of backup plan to have some fallback plan you know I was thinking about it today that had I had I gone uh, maybe to study software engineering part-time, you know, while I was there, the transition out of there would have been much, would have looked much different. And so I think if you go into a place knowing that it's a stepping stone, day one, start to figure out your way out, you know, start to figure out, not, not that you're going to, you know, leave somebody high and dry, but you're going to go ahead and start to establish what you're going to do after somehow, if, whether that's education or, or doing work on the side or, or starting your freelance business or whatever that is like, there's no reason why you shouldn't just go ahead and do that. Looks like I won't be able to avoid getting myself into bad deals. People are going to cheat on me. I may get fired. Stood up. Left behind. But you know what? That's okay. It's okay to know that I'm going to get my trust broken. But I'm also going to get some trusts made. I have relationships that probably will get burned. But... What am I going to do in the end? Fall apart again? No way! I'm going with the attitude that, in the end, I'm the most important person in this. And if that importance begins to shift, then all of my worth, all of my efforts, are no more. Know that you are the most important person in the world to you it was an interesting perspective and there, there's a lot to be learned from from being put in a position where you're you're doing that and uh we i almost didn't take my job or the website or whatever we did i never really took it seriously and i think that's what that's kind of that was my way of like justifying it like uh, this isn't serious but i think in retrospect like i wouldn't i wouldn't want to play on people like that anymore you know there's it's just you're just toying with people you know and stirring up conflict and emotions and anger and stuff that we already have way too much of right now so it's those times those instances those interactions where i really say like wow that person really cares about me that person could have been doing 150,000 other things but instead chose to do something 
that didn't take a lot of effort, all things considered, but that most people wouldn't do just to make my day better, just to make me feel special, just to let me know that she really cares about me and loves me. And those are the people that I find reliable. Those are your like fucking ride or die bitches. And they're hard to find, but man, when you find them, you gotta, you gotta keep them. You win some, you lose some. You know, you always gotta trust. Every there's always a chance you're gonna get hurt, or you're gonna get burned, or something's gonna fall apart. That's just the way it goes. Personal or work or family, you just kind of gotta figure out what you're willing to what you're willing to risk and who you're willing to trust, and that's part of it. I want to thank my friends J.D. Gonzalez, Lena Arevalo, and my ride-or-die bitch, Levi Morrison, for making this episode possible. Editing for this podcast is provided by Levi Morrison, and I'm Paul. Stay Smart has a website. It is pending its construction, so please be patient. But when it'll be live, it will be staysmartpodcast.com. In the meantime, you can always email me your suggestions for topics or even if you just want to share your own stories to paul at staysmartpodcast.com. And if you want to sponsor us to keep this podcast going, any help is always appreciated. And if you like what you heard, please, 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 please rate us on iTunes. That's the way I can tell you guys are out there listening. I'm not only here to help you live smart, but stay smart. See you guys in two weeks.